4, recorded on November 12, 2020. The MN is produced and distributed out of unceded Abenaki territory in so-called northeastern Vermont. We seek to provide a platform for movements pushing for liberation in this area and beyond. This week's episode features a chat about the elections and more with Sean Pratt from Bennington and uh, Dwayne, residing in Lebanon, New Hampshire. Welcome, Sean. Welcome, Dwayne. How y'all doing? I did have to do a good deal of sound editing on this episode due to poor network and cell connections. It was important to hear what people had to say, despite the difficulties. I hope what I have here makes up for the sound difficulties. We have a special treat. This is a track from Doug from Grindwork Fresh. The track's name is Something Different. Thank you very much for the use of your track, Fresh.
So what is your take on these elections? I mean, it's I'm looking at Donald Trump Twitter feed now, and he's he's saying he won the election again and again. He's a fool. This seems like it's kind of dangerous. What's your all take on it? Well, one, business as usual. You know, that's his personality. So I'm not surprised. What I'm worried about is what he actually what will happen. Uh, Sean, do you have uh, anything to say about what you think might happen because of this? The one particular thing that came in my mind when you know we were talking about the current president not being able to step down graciously, just like the other presidents of the past. There you is. know, it's kind of bombing because you say to yourself. Why is this man having so much effect on people in a negative way? You know what I'm saying? And when I think about that, I think about the different, you know, when when you talk about Charlottesville and how all those things were allowed to happen under this president's administration. So then you start thinking, okay, this man won't step down. And, you know, when we talk about mm-hmm. the presidency and what was going on, we were we're basically talking about what was this campaign based on. And the the campaign, the Trump the election was based on fear. So that's what we're seeing here in America. We're oh, seeing fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that you know, when you walk around and you, you, you talk to people in the streets and they talk about you know, the election, the one thing is, yo, we got to get Donald Trump out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's a sense of fear, right? A fear-based thing. And it's all rooted from this president and his base, right? As to say, look, if we're not stepping down, okay, and, and what are you going to do about it type of thing? So now my thing is, what is the powers to be, which is, I mean, I'm talking about America and the mainstream. What are they going to do? Because they're the ones. Dwayne, try to just go back out and come back in. It's either or. Either you vote for Trump or, or my life is over type of thing. You know what I'm saying? When you talk to some people, there were some people out there crying. You have people, black men like Van Jones, crying profusely on TV. A grown black man crying. We definitely don't need to be seen in that type of light. You know what I'm saying? But that's the type of energy and fear that this election brought to people. It was either or, right? Whereas when you go back to 2008, you had Obama administration the Obama, when Obama came in in 2008, it was almost like a jubilation, a joy, when really we should have been getting at him about the 94 crime bill. But because we were in so much jubilation and, and we were so much in our emotions, we bypassed that. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward now, the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Obama brought what was called hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He brought hope. Donald Trump is bringing fear. So yes. what's the what's on the bottom of that? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just, just one note, voted for Trump this time, the last election. And my thing is, 
of those white women voted for Trump because what did black people vote for? They black they, the black people voted on their insecurities. White folks voted on their security and their interests, and their interests reflected their security. They voted for Donald Trump because they know, right? Because we know that this higher that this higher patriarchy of male is Donald Trump, and we have to vote for him. You got it. You got it. And if we don't vote for him, then that is that endangers our security. That's what most white women want. They want security. So they voted for Donald Trump, which means a lot of them lied to black women. Am I right? They lied to black women. You know what? They lied to black women about the the masculinity aspect, right? Drawing a line between the aspect of the male masculine principle, right? Because then the Dem Democrats was using those talking point politics to say, look, mm -hmm. look at all these black women that voted for Biden where it was black men. So I'll leave it with that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, you know, you, you dropped so many gems I could piggyback on. Um, Damn, I don't know where to start. All right, so damn, I mean, you, you, you dropped my points. So one, okay, damn, okay, one, the Caucasian population is dwindling in America. So like you said, the white woman who wanted to vote with black women, they went back into the security to be with the white male. Now, the funny thing is what most white males don't know Everybody's an asshole, but people really believe a rich dude like Donald Trump got regular blue-collar dudes who pack lippers, who got four trucks, and they think Trump is down with them. No. He sees regular Caucasian blue-collar males as somebody he could use, too. But it's a simple symbolism that could do a plug-and-play. And, damn, okay, damn, you, 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 you said yeah, nine points. So, so the election... On that aspect of symbolism, a Caucasian female wants security, which is simple. The Caucasian male think that someone like Donald Trump is somebody like them. Donald Trump is an opportunist. He's a rich dude. He has nothing in common with those dudes. He don't do bonfires. He don't pack a lipper. So on that aspect, and the one thing I really found out, because moving here, I'm getting an education. And I'm finding out most regular people after. So while we're waiting for Dwayne, can you talk a little bit about the Clinton crime bill and what you think about that? I mean, I was absolutely horrified with that uh, crime bill. Can you talk about, a little bit about that, Sean, while we wait for Dwayne okay. to stabilize? My thing about the crime bill, because I can remember growing up in New York City and growing up thinking that, police pulling me over and stopping me every five seconds was normal. And going through that uh, trauma basically led to the rise of me thinking that that kind of behavior was okay, right? Thus, me feeling bad about who I was, you know, because there were times where I would just be walking, minding my business, and a police officer would just pull a gun out on me and say, get to the floor. And if you don't, I'm going to shoot you. 
right, which is which is not normal. But the 94 crime bill, what it did was it traumatized many black men, specifically black uh, black men in New York City, which is where I grew up. I grew up in Coney Island. And the crime bill um, and its effects was well documented and well, it was approached with aggressiveness where I was from and where I grew up. So when you later on, because when you're younger, you're not really understanding about the political arena. You know, what, what I usually would do was I would just listen to my mother, right? My mother would always talk to me about who to vote for, right? Because the same thing like everybody else. I mean, who wants to live in American America and not be treated like an American? So in our households, we felt as though, you know, we were in, in you know, with the vote and the people we, we went for. So my mother was kind of in that arena, but not much. She knew a little bit. But the problem with I have with the crime bill is because it was attached to the Democrats. You know what I'm saying? And the Democrats had put us, put black people in a space where um, we're arresting these young men. We're going to put them in jail, you know, and, and we're going to, you know, we, we can even lie on them and, and, and put things on them that they didn't even do. You know, if you look at the Central Park Five, right, they were basically victims of the night of the of the crime bill because they were the progenitors to making that crime bill. You know what that I'm saying? That was Donald Trump that uh, that really pushed the, the Central Park Five. I remember that. I was around that. I'm. I. You're right. Totally. But it was so many people that jumped on that train that Donald Trump at that time seemed like an afterthought. Because if you can remember, people that had money had got passes back then, where they don't today. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of people that jumped on the Central Park Five. But, you know, th that was basically the prelude to the 94 crime bill, to uh, uh, three strikes you out rule, you know, crack, co crack to cocaine. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. you know, now mm -hmm. what we have is we have a president, number 46, right, President-elect Biden, is going to come in, and we come to find out that he was the architect of such a bill. Now, the problem I have is the fact that when he first got elected, the first thing he said was, I'm going to take care of the coronavirus or whatever, which I totally understand. I totally, totally understand. But at the same time, all of those votes that he got came from major cities, right, from major urban cities. Black people. So now, I believe the way I think is the first thing you have to come to is black people. To mm -hmm. solve these issues that we have, these economic issues and all of these things, right? Yo, so, keep game though. <laughs> so exactly what you said. He came into office because of the black folk, right? But he got into office back then because of the fear of black people from the white vote from the crime bill. You see, yo, these motherfuckers are sneaky. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see how he weaved that shit in? Because he did that crime bill that locked so many of us up. 
and now he's back in office, shaking hands with black folk, and and the people he locked up, now he's like our savior, and we put him in office, and that's what we got to hold him accountable. But then his right-hand man or his right-hand woman put mad dudes locked up in Cali. So that's why I'm looking at both parties like, man, they, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to process this every day because I'm, I'm looking at this like, yo, you know. It's, it's, it's almost, almost like it's trauma. It's trauma because you have, okay, again, people out there dancing in the streets and it's like, whew, we dodged that one, right? But I'm thinking now we still have a lot more work to do. You know, I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to be sitting here bashing Democrats and bashing, you know, but my thing is I'm just going off the record that that's before me and what they have done. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have no ill will towards anyone personally. My thing is these people voted you in. You now have to make sure you take care of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't for the black vote, Biden wouldn't be president right now. And let's speak about mm-hmm. the Trump, Trump's base. Trump's base was so strong because what Trump did was Trump empowered them, which we all know, right? So when you look at, so when the redneck looks at Trump or when, the, you know what I'm saying? When they look at Trump, when the redneck looks at Trump, he looks at him like, look, that guy's fighting for me. He's fighting for what I want to fight for. So he's going to say the same things that a Trump is going to say. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it's going to go because Trump has already played his card. And he said, look, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to be the law and order president for you. And they understand that. And they see that. And they feel that. Right? And Trump will even say, look, if you feel as though you want to get a gun and do something, then you can do it as well as a citizen and call yourself a vigilante. Okay? Right? So now let's go to the other side. What are the Democrats doing? Ice Cube already went with to them to ask them. They said, wait until after. Joe Biden got on the other day and said, look, we're just going to take care of the coronavirus and we're going to do vaccines which most people don't even want to take a vaccine, yeah. right? But that's another story of something else yeah, for yeah, another yeah, day, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I smell you. So, so, what they, so what they're doing, they're pushing us back further, right? So once everybody takes vaccines, whatever they want them to do, what are they going to come with next? Are they going to uh, officially go for the, go for it or what? I'm sorry, go ahead. Nah, 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 no, 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 my dude, you got me amped, you know what I'm saying? I mean, now let me put it this way. I tell people I'm not a conspiracy dude. I just have an imagination, okay? So let's say it's mandated that just like if you got your license on your car to say if you're a donor, you got to say I had the COVID vaccine to go into a bank, to go into a restaurant, to go into an airplane. It's going to be so many different mandates on our freedoms but now it's going to be a health issue. But now, about well, what they say, 22 or 29 million Americans don't have health insurance? Yo, my dude, the economic game, I know it's above my head, but I'm reading the tea leaves. There's some sneaky bastards. 
and I'm peeping this shit because now he's supposed to be a saver of of like a new virus. But I don't know the mathematics of the virus, but how many people are dying from it? I know people are getting sick. I know that. You, you mean you both know. I want to know the math, how many people are dying, what can we do? And and I like I may sound off the wall, but I'm learning all this information at the same time because these these like you said, these two parties are using our emotions on, on, on different aspects. And truthfully, the only main emotion I'm really dealing with is seeing people like us get embodied by one time. Being from NY and I quote a verse, you move into a room and I've got how it goes. You can see vultures when you move into a room, meaning when one time goes into an altercation to deal with a perpetrator in, in, in a situation, you can assess if you need a body of dude, or if you need to pummel him, or you need to protect about viper, stand back. Let me stand 10 feet from you. I got a gun, you got a knife. Let me move back 20 feet from you. And that's another aspect about the funding of the police. People don't understand. You're, you're my dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. If this is going to make sense, uh, uh, hopefully that can make sense right now. Half of these cops can't talk to people. They don't know how to de-escalate a situation. Like, you know, you're my dude. We, we've all been in situations we could throw hands and rumble, or we could be like, yo, homie, let's talk. And I understand police officers' job is high stressful and frightening. But when you go into altercation, it's that phrase, you're bringing a gun, you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. If I got a burner, and you and, and you got a knife, I'm not running, but I could go behind a parked car. I got a burner. If, if I'm a law enforcement, I got a burner. Isn't one of the requirements I forget? But don't they have to be trained every month or once a week to make sure they still good with their finger on the trigger and assess the situation? You don't have to body any citizen in a situation, and especially if it's two, three, four of you against one dude, you can tell they're most disturbed, EDP. My dude, we can look at dudes and be like, yo, son, I'm going to go off this rock. How can they not evaluate a situation like that? And my, my bad, I, I took it to a whole different place, but it's, you know, my, my bad, you know. So, don't worry about um, it. You, going back to the <laughs> politics. So, so one thing I'd like to hear you all say, there's a podcast I listen to. It's um, called, called Beyond the Bastards. And the the guy who runs it was saying that people didn't vote. No one likes Joe Biden, really. I mean, he's a about the least exciting candidate ever around. People voted for him because they hate Donald Trump. I guess, yeah, you know, you know, Sleepy Joe. And Kamala, the cop, wasn't the people that we probably would have wanted in there, right? So with that being said, we have to definitely watch those guys and keep pressing down on them on what the black agenda is going to be. You know, what what's, what is going to happen with a, a, a myriad of things, police, you know, I know they talking to, uh, you know, uh, Ben Crump right now. Um, shout out to Ben Crump and all the work that he's doing with all the, um, with all the people that he got on his caseload. You know, he's talking about police reform. 
But the problem is, is that's only like maybe a part of it. There's a lot more. We're talking about the economics. We're talking about the businesses. We're talking about many other things, mentorship programs, you know, which one that I run, Rise Up. So what I'm saying is we have to really get to the bottom of what are we going to do for black people? Let's stop playing the games. Let's stop trying to hold off, hold off, hold off, hold off, because what is that saying? Justice um, justice denied or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm justice uh, um What's the word I'm looking for, guys? Delayed. Um, justice delayed is justice denied, right? So if we keep delaying this, right? Well, so what, while we're waiting for Dwayne. Every time we were promised something, there was always a backlash to it, right? There was always a backlash. Slavery ended. There was a backlash, right? Black codes, right? And this was right after Juneteenth. Juneteenth was the celebration. Right after the celebration, right? And I call what I call the celebration, I call that the delusion. Because the celebration mm-hmm. makes you think everything is free and everybody likes you. But in mm-hmm. fact, it happened, right? It went the other way. Right? Okay. Fast forward the sixties, same thing. Got the got the, the civil rights bill passed, right? Lyndon B. Johnson, I believe, right? What happened after that? There was a backlash, police brutality, police community, right? Police policing in our communities, or you know, police brutality in our communities, right? Fast forward, got rap music, right? And you only got rap music because the leaders like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King died. Right? So now you got rap music that comes on the scene and then that gets attacked. You know, the art form of rap music and hip hop. That gets attacked. Fast forward 2008. Right? Now, mind you, all those things that I told you we still suffering from. It's just building. 2008, Obama's in office. What's the backlash to that? Right? EJT. Trump. Trump comes into office, and now Trump is doing what Obama probably should have done, right? But then how is Obama going to look saying, look, I need to help all these black people first? Mm-hmm. He can do it so much. But then he would have been unpopular. He would have looked just like Trump, right? But then Trump turns around and does that very same thing because – when Obama was in office, that's what the that's what the white patriarchy was afraid of. But after a while, they figured, oh shit, he ain't even helping his own damn people, and they figured it out. He did eight years, he was out, and now Trump is in. And you know, I'm optimistic. I'm not optimistic, but I'm kind of. Trump, I'm wondering what he's going to do. Trump don't want to leave. A lot of these white supremacist groups are digging in deeper, and we just we don't know if you know. Like I said before, about eight, about five years ago, six years ago, we know white supremacy has infiltrated law enforcement. 
So some oh. of the hurt system. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say because they are scary. There was a situation where one of the former uh, representatives was asked to talk to the on that Slate Ridge. Like, nobody wants to be involved with none of that, especially all the publicity that, they, that they're getting right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just have to be ready, vigilant, and on standby. Do you expect a whole lot more trouble because of this? Uh, my understanding is, is this Saturday, there's this ra- big rally in D.C. They're calling it the Stop the Steal rally. And I believe the uh, militia are rolling out to do this rally in D.C. It's I investigated it earlier today and last night, and it's really strange. A lot one of the groups is saying they're meeting in Freedom Plaza on Saturday at noon. And then other people are saying they're meeting elsewhere. It's like either they they have a plan or they're not not organized at all. Are you seeing this kind of stop the steal kind of stuff around where you you are located? Me? No. Um I'm not familiar with that. Um I would like to get back to that to that topic, but I, I want to piggyback back what ST was talking about. The one thing I learned, and I'm going to say that most Americans after 12th grade do not have a thirst to learn anymore. And I try to put things together. The movie Gangs in New York, the Irish hated the Italians. You know, they hated all immigrants coming over. And this is something I learned. White people don't know how they put them together so the politician could get their votes because Italians were dark, they were hated on. Irish were broke, they were hated when the Anglo-Saxons and Protestants came over here. There was a fight amongst them. But then the political figure figured, let me put all of them together, make the title white, and have them against the slaves and colored people. So they don't even understand how Back in the day, the history on how it affects the present or how they put it together, put them together, and they're playing them now. And, and, and that's why sometimes I've been looking at it and I'm saying, my man, you were discriminated when you came off the boat, just like everybody, but they lumped all y'all together. But because we're so comfortable, we have a capitalist economy, and they give certain things, people don't have a thirst for knowledge anymore. And I'm like, yo, why the fuck you mad at me because I'm dark? Y'all don't even know how each one, if you was Anglo-Saxon, a pilgrim, Irish, Italian, how all of y'all white people hated each other before y'all came to America. But since y'all here now have the foundation, they're using you to hate black people for another reason. I'm like, ain't this a motherfucking patty? Ain't this some bullshit? Um, it's like that book I read back in the day, The Whipping Boy. They got black folks as the whipping boy in America. And I'm looking at these people because I grew up with mad different people and I really grew up learning about socioeconomics, and I grew up around a lot of poor people. A lot of poor whites think the rich whites like them too. I'm like, yo, they don't like you, but they're able to blend in to make them feel comfortable. I'm like, my man, they're stealing your pensions. They're, they're, they're changing the laws. They're making it hard for you to get a business. They're giving you little scraps off the table to make you happy and complacent. And that's what kills them. I'm like, wow, I can't believe this bullshit. And that's the aspect when I go on the different levels I see. So 
And that's why when it comes to Trump and Biden, I'm like, yo, Trump was an asshole throughout the whole time he was in New York with the Central Park Five. Then he's a flip-flopper. He goes to Democrat to Republican, and he's an opportunist. But then I learned about Joe Biden. He puts the crime law. And then I learned about Kamala Harris. She puts mad people in prison in California. So now I got to sit back and be like, uh, they fucking with my emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's kind of like Big Worm talking to Smokey. Yo, mess with my money, you mess with my emotions. And what they did right now, when the quote from the movie, having a stimulus check, shutting down the economy, everybody's Big Worm and Smokey, and our emotions against fucked up because we're all broke. That's all I see. So I don't know if that made sense or not, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Talk about talk a little bit about the aspect of the um the three percenters where you are the boys in the trucks. Yeah, I mean, but I'm a yeah, that it's weird, man. That shit's weird to me, man. That shit is that shit is it's it's weird because if you meet them one on one, they cool with you. When they together. They tough. So, you know. From what I see, I see them mobilizing. You know what I'm saying? They're getting ready as if, um, mm-hmm. you know, ready to protect something. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know about, I don't know if he's a politician down in Florida, but he just passed the looting law, okay, that would, would, that would lock people up for looting. Now, Remember, Florida, this is the same place where Trayvon Martin got killed for that same thing. You know what the, I'm saying? The, that, the law, the, let, let me cut in here. The law that they're talking about in Florida would allow somebody to shoot anyone if they thought they were going to interfere with a business. Like they, they say that someone's going to lose. So the, it gives them a license to shoot people just because they think they're going to loot, which is... I don't know. And that's the key thing you said. They thought, they thought they were going to do something. That is the greatest area. If you get the best lawyer, you're going to get off. That stand your, that stand your ground law or all that bullshit. So I mean, like, I mean, cause I'm a sarcastic, you know, say a-hole. So if you want to pass a law for people looting, then loot, then arrest everybody in Florida because this land was looted. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean. They always make it for the way they want it. No, see, they don't put the history to the present. Like, okay, you want to arrest people for looting? Yo, you my man. What you took was on a bad foundation. It started from ill-gotten means. So how were you surprised that the shit's going on now? But, you know, it, my bad. You got me amped up. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, yeah, there, there was a there was a woman who's who was in in Florida, I believe it was. Um, she she had to defend herself against an abusive husband, uh, and she tried to use the stand your ground and castle laws, but apparently that doesn't apply to a black woman. It only applies to someone like oh, uh, George Zimmerman. Yeah, I remember that story. I remember that, yo. I was there, your, 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 your SK, I can tell you stories, yo. I had a camera situation on me, like, uh, this summer. I'm going for a job. You know what I'm saying? I got my hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? I'm running. Next thing you know, one time comes over, asking me mad questions. 
I'm like, yo, I'm just going for a jog. I've, I've been living here for five years. But since my neighbors don't know me, they saw somebody suspicious. And I'm like, yo, I could have gotten shot just because I'm going for a fucking run. Just like the dude in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, come on. But I don't know, man. It's, it's, there's no, yeah, know. It's, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, there's no but to that because they have to, we, 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 there's, well, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way I'm going to justify that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what I implore anyone to not take. You know what I'm saying? From, from, from any law enforcement because they are supposed to be there to help the public and to help the people. We are part of the people. We pay, we work, we pay bills, we pay taxes well, and all that You know? Yo, my dudes, I've been on some simple shit. If you see your brother out here, what makes you think I'm doing a crime? I stick out like a piece of shit in snow. What makes you think I'm going to do something shady out here? You know, I don't blend in. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, but then I have to look. Most of these people have not lived a life to use common sense. They got fear. They're always in fear, but they can't make a common sense decision. You know, so that's like, yo, I just, I just say to myself, man. Right. So, there you go. So, do you have anything to say about any of the local politicians? Um, I don't know nothing about none of them, man. And I watch the news all day, but I see it. Since things are so spaced out, the community I came from, you really know people. Up here, since it's so spaced out, you really live off a facade and your family's name. So when I meet people, I really don't know if they're genuine. I really don't know if they really went through trials and tribulations and they know who they are as a person. Sometimes I think they're just cookie cutter and they're just doing what they're supposed to do. So, you know. And so, yeah, I no idea. You know, whoever has the best commercial and the best mixtape, you got my vote. Well, I got to say, they don't have nothing good, you know what I'm saying, that they can give, really. They have to basically work a lot harder than how they're working. Mm-hmm. People have to be accountable to holding them to those standards because far too often we allow the politicians to get off without them doing their just the work that they need to do. They seem to always take care of the people that take care of them, which is their base. Yeah, a lot of the local politicians where I am, yeah, they mm-hmm. they definitely need to work harder at making sure that, you know, the people are getting the things that they need in order to live their their lives because a lot of people just want to live basic and pay their bills, you know, if they can. So I think the the politicians, you know, the local ones, I think they have a surprise coming their way because they're not going to understand the amount of people that's going to be down their throats in terms of making sure that they follow what they say they're going to do once they're in office, you know. So for the people like the real, real practical, practical. 
and all these other people. I know Dan Whitman. I mean, we want them to be able to um, take care of things that they need to take care of. So, word, but that's word. I mean, the funny thing is, man, like, I mean, because of how we grew up, I really don't think people really care, care, because, yo, know, a lot of people never seen the belly of the beast. And that's okay. I understand. It's nice to have a nice, beautiful, comfortable life. But we've seen some shit growing up. So these people don't really know how bad it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, watching TV, reading the newspaper, internet. But, yo, we've been in the trenches. We've seen shit. So I, I really don't think they really understand, man. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I can't say it's good or bad because that's their experience. You know what I'm saying? But if they wanted to listen to other people to see how we come together and make it better, they can listen to other people with different perspectives. But, I mean, yo, my dude, real talk, y'all moved up here. Yo, motherfuckers are mad depressed. I'm like, how can you be depressed when you got fresh air, the sunset, the sunlight? You can grow in your own food, and people be miserable. Yo, I, I don't understand it, but now I'm saying we're there. Base scale is that's that's how they are, and I've been telling people word word. You want to see some shit? Yo, let's go down I ninety five. Let me show you something right quick. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, it is what it is. So, so thank you. I mean, unless you all have got more to say, I'm gonna thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on to talk. I'm gonna have to edit this pretty uh, pretty closely because of because uh, of the quality. So some stuff's gonna be lost. But thank you so much. Before I uh, read us out, anyone anything more to say? I just want to say shout out to um, I, I want to say shout out to all the people that's out there fighting um, for all the all the things that we're fighting for. Um, specifically for black people, you know, um, shout out to all of the, the Vermont leaders, Tabitha Moore, Kyle Morris, uh, Sha'an, um, Morant, Tabitha, did I say Tabitha Moore? Tabitha Moore, Sheila Linton. So I want to give them all a shout out. Um, Esma, right? Lafique, uh, Mark Hughes. You know, uh, there's a whole lot of them that, that we got to give a shout out to and that's out there doing the work and, and making sure that, uh, black people get to say, get to say what they need to say and, and get their stuff out there. So I want to say shout out to them. Also shout out to you for giving us, um, this, uh, we appreciate you. Um, we hopefully we could put some music to that. Um, the music that I got on there, we're going to try to uh, grow this platform. We got, I got other stuff and other things that we could talk about, um, as far as music and businesses and wealth and health and all that stuff. We can, we can, we can connect with all of that. So shout out to you and shout out to all the people out there. Quick shout out. I want to give a shout out to you. A shout out to SP because I've been flaking and I'm really serious. If people can read a book a month and just write a summary about it. People, please read a fucking book again. That's the last. People read a book again. That's it.